Chapter Four of The Rover Boys in Camp by Arthur M. Winfield. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Perard. Chapter Four A Useless Pursuit. Half an hour later, Tom awoke with a start. For the moment, he could not tell what had aroused him. Then he remembered hearing the slam of a door or a window sash. Must have been the storm, he told himself and was about to turn over and go to sleep when he heard a gunshot from the direction of the barn something is wrong that's certain he cried sam wake up what's the row tom questioned the youngest brother sleepily before tom could reply they heard dick getting up and also their uncle randolph and aunt martha what did that shot mean demanded randolph rover coming toward the boys room did any of you fire it no it came from outside returned tom hark hello in the house came in the voice of jack ness wake up everybody something is wrong after this it did not take long for those upstairs to slip into some clothing and go below randolph rover ran to the side door to find it wide open dick lit the hall lamp saw a man running across the garden said jack ness who had his shotgun with him i yelled to him to stop and then fired the gun i think he came from the house how did you happen to be up asked sam one of the horses is sick and i was attending to him by this time some of the others were looking into the various rooms the desk has been broken open cried dick and the pantry in the corner too mercy save us shrieked mrs rover from the kitchen come here at once poor anderson has been killed killed gasped tom and then all ran to the kitchen as quickly as they could they found anderson rover lying where he had fallen and still unconscious there was a lump on his forehead and a thin stream of blood trickled down one side of his face thank heaven he is not dead murmured dick as he knelt beside his father but he has been struck some cruel blows somebody fetch water and a bandage the water was procured and also a bandage and under skilful treatment anderson rover was presently restored to consciousness where where is he he questioned when he could speak do you mean the person who struck you down asked dick yes i don't know got away i guess the villain he attacked me most foully i saw him running across the garden put in the hired man did he steal anything to be sure he stole something said sam he ransacked the whole lower floor by the looks of things wonder who it was put in tom it was arnold baxter answered his father arnold baxter cried the others in chorus are you certain asked dick yes he struck me down and then lit the bit of a tallow candle you see lying there then we struggled and he hit me again and that is all i know but i am sure it was baxter for i spoke to him he accused us of having robbed him of that mine out west was he alone asked randall rover i saw no one else we ought to follow him up declared tom now that he realized his father was not so badly hurt as had first feared that's the talk ejaculated dick wait till i get my pistol boys do keep out of harm pleaded mrs rover remember that this arnold baxter is a desperate criminal we are not afraid of him answered tom 
we'll show him that he can't come here and attack father added sam leaving their father in the care of their aunt martha the three rover boys armed themselves and sallied forth accompanied by their uncle and alexander pop the latter carrying a horse pistol of the old-fashioned variety dat dare baxter am a rascal of de fust water was aleck's comment he deserves to be shot full of holes and i am de boy to do dat same if only i gets de chance jack ness was closely questioned and he described the spot where he had last seen the unwelcome midnight visitor he had a bag of something over his shoulder he declared most likely the stuff taken from the house declared dick the party crossed the garden patch and then took the path which ran down toward the river here all was intensely dark although it had stopped raining and the wind was trying its best to scatter the heavy clouds that obscured the stars not a thing to see observed randolph rover we may as well go back let us scatter and make a search came from dick and his idea was carried out but though they tramped the locality for a good half hour the pursuit of arnold baxter proved useless he is probably making good use of his time was tom's comment he knew we would be after him hot-footed just as soon as we heard of his being here i'm going to drive over to the railroad station said dick he may hang around and get aboard of the first morning train take me along with you said sam and dick agreed they got Alec to drive them and took the fastest team the stable afforded but at the depot all was dark and deserted and if arnold baxter was anywhere near he took good care not to show himself nor was anything seen of him in oak run later on he has left the neighborhood by some other way said randolph rover and his surmise was correct when the boys reached home again they found their parents sitting up in an easy chair with his forehead still bandaged the blows he had received were painful but by no means serious and when the doctor was called in he said the patient would speedily recover but you had a narrow escape said the doctor had you been struck a little harder your skull might have been broken well i don't think arnold baxter would have cared if he had broken my skull answered anderson rover he is a thoroughly bad man it was broad daylight before a complete examination of the house was made and then it was learned that baxter had run away with some silver knives forks and spoons some gold napkin rings a silver and gold water pitcher and half a dozen similar articles from the desk he had taken a pocketbook containing three hundred dollars in cash and from anderson rover's person his watch and chain and a diamond stud he had also tried to rob the unconscious man of his diamond ring but as the ring would not come off had pried out the stone and taken that he is at his old tricks again said dick evidently his term in prison has done him no good guess it has made him worse added sam oh how i would like to lay my hands on him and tom said the same the authorities were notified including the sheriff of the county and later still anderson rover hired a new york detective to take up the case but it was of no avail arnold baxter did not show himself and not a trace of him was to be found anywhere 
i shouldn't be surprised if he disguised himself as soon as he got away from here remarked tom he could have easily put on a false moustache and a wig would fit capitally over that almost bald pate of his but where would he get the moustache and wig tom asked dick he may have bought them before he came here i have heard that some robbers prepare themselves for all sorts of emergencies only last week i was reading about a fellow who went to a ball and between the dances went out and robbed a gentleman on the street of his watch when he was arrested he tried to prove that he hadn't been outside of the ballroom all night and it was by the merest accident that the authorities found out his story wasn't true tom is right some criminals are very shrewd said his father and i fancy arnold baxter is about as slick as any of them well i hope we run across him some day said dick with so much to occupy their minds the days flew by swiftly and almost before they knew it monday was at hand and the three boys set out to return once more to putnam hall End of chapter four